what's going to happen to real estate when interest rates rise? So I found a great article and it was um, by, uh, what was the source? Oh, I can't remember which the source would have to open it up. But they talk about that with real uh with real estate. Like what's gonna happen. So it's a very different and they, they and they break they do a great job. We'll link the article in the bottom because it, like if you read the whole thing, there's a lot in there because they go over multiple asset classes. Yeah. It's like real estate, yes, while well, people try to compare to stocks, crypto, all this other stuff, but it's different. People need a place to live. They don't need another share of Tesla. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things. That's why you see the stock market. I think it's down like 10, 15% in the last like two months, but real estate values are still up. So going to the article a little bit, it says uh, interest rates remain low by historical standards, but they're finally moving up a bit. The 10 year treasury was yielding around 1.2 as recently as August. It's now more than 1.8. It's now expected the Fed will raise short term interest rates four times this year, going from zero to 1% in a world with 7% inflation certainly doesn't seem like the end of the world, but the Fed has a psychological stronghold on the markets in many ways. In fact, we're already seeing this with mortgage rates. The 30-year fixed rate mortgage was roughly 2.8% in August, and it's now up to 3.5%. Again, still low by historical standards, but if these rates continue to rise, that could put some pressure on home buyers. The last Fed rate hike cycle from 2015 to 2018 did see mortgage rates rise, going from 3.6 in early 2015 all the way up to 5% by November 8, 2018. On a mortgage, on a $350,000 mortgage, that's additional almost $285 per month with that kind of interest rate jump. Unfortunately, all else is rarely equal, and the housing market doesn't care about financial theory as much. From 2015 to 2018, you had an interest rates rise from 3.6 to 5%, but housing prices rose 23% over those three years. So you still had rising interest rates and you still had rising home prices. So that whole rising, uh, these interest rate rights are going to tank the housing market. Well, they haven't historically, and they actually go over, like he, he could not find a single period of time during interest rate rise or hikes over the past like 100 years where home prices fell. When they were raising prices, they were all still positive. Some of them up to 30%, all the way down to 2% rises over the periods of time, which I thought was actually just, that's pretty interesting. Like I did, I always, same correlation, like, hey, rising interest rates could potentially, it is going to make home buying harder to do. But that was the point where I was saying, is like people still need a place to live. They see it as a an emotional thing of like, I want to settle down. I want to expand my family. I'm growing. I need a house or bigger space. That's where I say, like, you don't need another Bitcoin. You don't need another P a stock, a Tesla, Apple, whatever it may be, or more ETF or anything like that. Um, so there was a survey done earlier that month by uh, Redfin. And what would they do if interest rates were to rise? And nearly half of the surveyors claimed they would have caused a greater sense of urgency to get in and buy a house now. Thinking like, hey, if interest rates are going to rise, I want to get in and buy now, adding more fuel to the fire to people wanting to buy. And that's what something I thought was even crazier is like, huh, I always kind of wondered that, too, because like I feel that's one reason why right now for um, the labor shortages we see in like the construction industry, like where do they all go? It's like everyone is busy as hell. And I think it's a lot of people seeing prices increase and were uh, these old models. They, there's always that saying like, hey, that past does. What is it? History doesn't repeat itself, but it always rhymes. Yeah. Or something like that. Yep. Um, where they say, like, hey, rising interest rates cause people to save more because things are going to get more expensive. 
Well, I don't think that's that way right now. Everyone's like, no, I want to spend now because prices are going to rise. I want to get these renovations done now because prices are going to rise. I want to get that fence replaced because I needed to do it before prices rise even further. So I think that's another reason why like we just see it's like everybody's like busy as hell. You go into Home Depot or Lowe's like I've never been to a place where like a Home Depot when like at 10 o'clock in the morning, there's a traffic jam in the damn parking lot because like there's just so many trucks and so many people in there buying. It's like, my God, like everybody is here buying. And don't go in a weekend. Yeah, no, oh, oh no. And then like they know now too, it's like there's supply chain issues. It's not just rising prices yeah. they had with inflation in the past because usually you still had the products were all there. They were just increasing. Now it's the prices are increasing and you can't get the material. Like I was trying to find a, a tube of liquid, one small tube of liquid nail, three home depots, not a single one had a tube of liquid nail. And like one place had gorilla glues equivalent of the, and there was one tube. And then like you go in, like the paint section is diminished. The, the caulking section is diminished. And it's like, Oh my God, like where's everything going? And so I think that's adding to this, this fuel of like people wanting to buy so that um, to their point where it's just like price, people are getting this time around more sense of urgency to get those things done now than waiting. So, and then one thing they kind of ended it with is like people buy a house because they want to settle down. They buy because of the stage that of life they're in. They, they buy because of jobs or family or community or schools or locations and dozens of other reasons that come into play before borrowing rates enter the question. So their case in that article was like rising interest rates still don't mean that home prices are going to crash. They're going to stop. It's like, they still rise, and especially right now when we're at such historical lows of inventory. So, like, it, it you're going to still have that constant pressure to where, like, yeah, they might not be rising 20% year over year because I, I think we can all agree on that. Like, that's unsustainable. Um, but there's still going to be positive pressure to people to get in there and buy. So here's how I look at it, right? The, the government has come out and said it, and the Fed has said it. They're not going to let housing crash. They can't. Housing crashes, like everything goes to shit for them. You know, everything is placed on housing, like affordability. Everything is, their focus is people need to be able to buy a home, you know? So right now you're getting ready to do the market update for San Antonio. How many months of inventory do we have? Uh, I think we're still like at like 1.7. 1.7. Yeah. So it's, like, it, it's below two. I can't right. remember the exact number, but it's below two. So even if they raise interest rates, and the market slows down, like we're still what gonna be at two point five, maybe three months of inventory. It's still a hot market. Like it's still, you know, your your balance market is six months. You're still at a hot market, and you have the government pretty much backing what was you. It? If they raise interest rates right now, and right now that's what we're seeing. I mean, the the Dow Jones I think is down what like total ten percent so far. Yeah. And usually it's a sell in May, go away kind of thing, and we're March and it's already done ten percent. So I don't know, you know, they're already in anticipating those interest rate hikes. They're not liking it. They're not going to be happy with those interest rate hikes. And if it affects borrowers and people buying real estate and real estate all of a sudden just like really takes a correction, they're going to have to come back in and lower interest rates right away because they can't afford yeah. to. Well, and also the, the, the presentation we watched um, with that economist. And, Mark Dotzer. Yeah. And uh, he said like- even at these like our balanced market where inventory or prices are supposed to rise, like even at six and a half months of inventory, prices still rise at an average of about a two to three percent. It's like that's where it really is like the 
the equilibrium really is. Like, look where we're at. We're below two nationally. And so we have mass, especially here in Texas, he's like, we have a massive amount of people. Like, I think it was, um, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, for the second year in a row, U-Haul kinged the number one salesman for U-Haul as the governor of California. So they the west the west the west coast literally ran out of U-Haul trucks. They couldn't get it. Like they're like they're just like they were having to figure out how like how do we get all of these damn trucks from the south and midwest back to the west coast for this massive demand of people trying to come to the to the they, east. they need to create like an Uber of U-Haul and just have people that needed side gigs just driving. I'm U-Hauls just waiting back. to see the day when I'm driving down the road and I just see a train just loaded up with like this U-Haul trucks, all of them <laughs> heading west. Just like, like, how do we get all these things back over and here? And what's funny is like people say, oh, you know, the big migration, the big move has stopped. More people are not going to be leaving. What do you think that means? When there's no U-Hauls on the West Coast, it's like, that's people leaving. Well, That's what like, that means. Because like Texas, I think they were the number one gainer of population in like uh, 2020 and 2021 or something like that. Like Texas and Florida gained, like I think Florida was second, like 250,000. Texas in first by a huge margin, like 350. Um, and it's like that pressure on housing is going to be here. Because like, like we've seen it with all our rental properties. Like I put something on the market. I'm like, I'm just going to just, you know what? I'm going to go for $200 over what I think the comps would be and see what happens. Boom, first weekend gone. It's like, oh my God. Like, there's such high demand for housing that it's like, I don't want to be like greedy in a sense, but it's also like, it's that equilibrium thing. It's like, I put it on the market. When I see I'm getting just massive amounts of calls, like, my God, did I underprice this? Like, I'm just like blown away of what like this housing cost is for a property like this. But it it is what it is. So, Andrew, you, you invest in a few different cities and everything. Like, how do you see all this? Well, and because I think that such interest rates are at such historical lows, like you alluded to, that these, you know, if they raise interest rates a couple of times this year, it's largely symbolic. Let's face it. It's it's what that's going to do to consumer sentiment is the big question. But um, I think that unless there's a big demand shock, which raising interest rates a half a percent or three quarters of a percent is not going to... provide that shock that is needed to really shake up this sub two months of inventory nationwide. So we're, we're looking at it from our investing perspective as uh, values are going to keep going up. Interest rates will also go up, but they're still going to be very, very affordable. 